Welcome to Don't Hold Back Podcast with your host, Ichiko Batmonk, founder of Don't Hold Back and a professional life and mindset coach. She's sharing transformational coaching journeys. We have thoughts, feelings, and emotions, but we are not our thoughts, feelings, or emotions. Are you curious about exploring and experiencing how you can unleash your full potential and passion? It all starts with you, and you are meant to live the life you desire. The purpose of this podcast is to introduce you to a coaching journey and what is available for you. Hope you get inspired and take action accordingly. Hi, Monica. Thank you for being here, and I'm so happy you're here, and I really appreciate you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm awesome. Thank you again. Tell us about your journey. You know, you are a, your journey is so fascinating and I loved about it. And tell us about your journey and where were you before and how did you get where you are right now? So yeah, so a few years ago, I was in a very, very dark place. I was really unhappy. I was at a job that I was just miserable at. It was like a corporate type of job, like more corporate. I was an executive assistant. I was very good at my job, but really unhappy. And I was in a very toxic relationship and I was just drained and I could not, I, I could not find a way out. I, I felt like I hit the bottom. I felt like God abandoned me and just there was a lot of darkness in my life. And I was crying all the time and, and all those other, you know, traits that, and I was just not showing up as the mom that I wanted to be. And I was just really, really unhappy. And I was so desperate for help that I turned and I like literally asked anybody for advice and whatever anybody told me to do, I started doing it, whether it was affirmations or meditations or journaling or any of anything, praying, you told me to do it, I'll try it. Like I was just desperate for answers, you know, and I always felt like I would, I would work on myself and then I would move forward and then like I would fall back. You know, I talk about the, like, you know, the game, the Nintendo game, the Mario Brothers, where the guy is trying to jump all over the wall. Mm-hmm. And then he has to jump, but he falls back, and then he falls back, and he starts from the beginning. That was my whole life. That was, like, every cycle. So I was constantly in this state of, like, of just feeling down and feeling miserable and trying to get up. And then, you know, after doing all these tools, I started to actually see shifts and shifts, and I started working on myself. And... I knew that I wanted to leave that job because I was sitting, you know, behind the desk and I was just miserable at this job. It was a very not healthy environment for me. And I couldn't leave though because I had nothing else. I felt like I would be stuck at this type of job for the rest of my life. You know, I had a lot of limiting beliefs around that. And then I, when I started to work on myself, the, the option of coaching kind of opened up for me. And through that, I slowly, slowly like was building myself up and healing myself. And at the same time, you know, starting to learn about coaching. I didn't even go to coaching school yet. I was just opening the idea. And when I was in this toxic relationship, I found out, um, I, I started to do a lot of research because like, why is he treating me the way he's treating me? Why is he doing what he's doing? Like it was very much about him, like looking up his behavior and what was going on. And I found out that, like, you know, it could be that he's maybe narcissist, had narcissistic personality disorder. And, like, many of my other relationships were like that also where I was with men who actually had narcissistic personality, you know, disorder. So I looked up what kind of person is attracted to people with this disorder. And then I found codependency. And I had every single trait on the checklist. Like, everyone was just, like, check, check, check. I was severely codependent. And that's why I was constantly, you know, feeling lonely and empty and like I needed to control everything Um, because codependency is very rooted in control by, you know, going for help and by and by healing myself and 
I started to study everything I could about codependency. You know, over the last four years, I've, I've made it like my life. Like I read every book, I've done every research on codependency, and um, I started to actually deal with codependency as far as you know where it came from and what's going on around it. And you know, I started to work on each trait individually, one by one by one by one, while still doing many other using many other tools and practices that I have been doing, like you know, affirmations and journaling and meditating, and then really focusing in on those codependent traits. And then it like it became my passion. Like I studied it, I learned it, I did whatever I just every I did it for myself I wasn't like doing it to help others I was just doing it for myself just so I can heal yeah and and when I started coaching and in the beginning when I was coaching I did not focus on codependency I was it took me a while to find my niche like I couldn't figure out what exactly I wanted and one day I started talking about the topic of codependency and once I started talking about the codependency a lot of people were very responsive they saw themselves in me you know what mm. I mean like they saw themselves like all of a sudden and it kind of just took off from there yeah well thank you for sharing first of all it's so uh wow and I acknowledge you for like going all the way and sharing everything I really appreciate it I wasn't like ah is she gonna share but wow your story is beautiful <laughs> yeah and you yeah. are so brave woman and I really see your resilient you know like you didn't really give up on yourself and okay, what is not, why is it not working? Like, you really want to help. Like, you just go all the way yeah. and ask for support and go anywhere and everywhere. And finally, you found what you're looking for. That's beautiful. So you have mentioned a few things um, that uh, codependency, uh, codependency and then also, like, I, I heard you say, like, affirmation and also therapist and all of that. And you know, you, it sounds like you really, uh, now you're really, it sounds like you are on the right direction right now. So tell us about the, what was your, like a biggest breakthrough throughout this journey that you, you know, you, when you were going, like doing your self-help? Oh, uh, my biggest, I've had so many, I've had so many crazy breakthroughs. I, I can only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I look at my life today and I look at my life four years ago, uh -huh. it's, not the same person like it's it's a totally there's not one area of my life that i can tell you is the same like mm -hmm. not not my kid not my relationship with my kid not my relationship with my family not my relationship with myself of course my job is different i was working you know in um more of a corporate type of environment i was uh -huh. an executive assistant i think that was like the big turning point for me because i was actually i started coaching school and i was really still in school while i was you know working and I was miserable. I was so miserable. Like I was really, really good at my job because I'm, I, you know, I had to be everything had to be always perfect, but yeah, I was so happy. I'd walk in and I was just like, why am I here? You know, like yeah. someone told it to me once after I left, like, of course you're not like, I'm, I'm a people person. I'm not meant to sit behind a desk all day, you know, in front of a computer and just yeah. like, I need to interact with people. I need to, you know, this is like my jam, you know? Yeah. When I left that job, when I, it took me a long time to leave. I was there for three and a half years and it was very hard for me to leave. Cool. And when I left, it was, I had no safety net. I left with no safety net. I left, I mean, I, like I have a very supportive family, so I'm very lucky like that. Like my mom was very supportive and, you know, I was actually helping her out in her business part-time and I was focusing on my coaching, but 
I didn't have a safety net of a job. I didn't have that steady paycheck coming in. And, and, and I had to, not that I had to, I, I wanted to, you know, just focus on my career, focus on building a business and leaving that job liberated me because I never thought in a million years that I would ever stop working for somebody else. I never thought that I would ever leave a place. I just never thought I'd be able to do that. I've left jobs, but I have never, I've always been, since I'm 18, I've always been working in, you know, offices and, and you know, office manager, executive assistant type work. Mm-hmm. And I never thought that would be possible for me. I thought like the only way is if like, I don't know, somehow I came into a ton of money and I was like, I did, you know, I didn't have liberation. Mm-hmm. And leaving that job was like so freeing for me. But I, I can tell you that I could never have left that job if I didn't do the work that I did. Mm-hmm. If I didn't learn to trust the process, if I didn't work on myself, if I didn't have the confidence to believe in myself that I can do this, mm-hmm. you know, because when you start the coaching mm-hmm. business, there's a lot of self-doubt. I mean, every coach I've ever oh, yeah. spoken to is like, can I do this? There's so <laughs> many coaches out there. There's so, it's a huge industry at this point. It's like, you know, we are in the generation of healing. Like this is our, this is our, this is the generation that we're in. So there's so much out there and it's like, well, who am I to do this? You know, there's a lot of that going on for most coaches. I know that when they started out, but if I hadn't done this work, I wouldn't have been able to leave the con, you know, the confines of my job and everything just changed. Like how I felt when you're walking into a place, when you're not walking into a place every day that's draining, you're, you know, you're free and then you're living in your purpose. Yeah, it sounds like you had a lot of healings. I, I know it's very important. Like, you know, like uh, we are saying, if there's a cloud or if there's something in there or fear or anything, it's like, how are you going to see it on the other side, you know? So you, it's it's hard to see it. So that's exactly like how I felt too. Like, like I want to go there, but like, I, I can't see that I'm doing it because it's, it's to me, I feel like it's impossible. And that the, the healing journey is really help you to move on and it, like overcome everything, the baggage you had, you know, that helps you to uh, open up for yourself, right? And it's so interesting you talk about it. So now, you know, I want to ask you, I know you mentioned the therapist. Um, also, I mean, I can only imagine, like, I'm sure it helped you, um, but also like coaching, like how therapist and coaching really help you to going, you know, like heal you. Like, how did it help you to right. know? Yeah. So, yeah. So I was like, like therapy and coaching are very different modalities. It's yeah. not, but different. Like there's a lot of differences in coaching. I, you know, like even with me, I have clients who come to me and if I feel like there's too much trauma there, like I'm not a, a, a therapist. So I will send them to a therapist if they feel like it's above my, you know, knowledge of expertise, you know? Right. And that's important. So therapists have a very important purpose because it's it's just it's it's important to I feel like sometimes go through that therapy process so that if you have trauma especially so that you can deal so you can get to the level of coaching like the way I look at it is like coaching is like when you're already have the awareness when you already have dealt with some of your issues and you just want to move forward you know there are amazing therapists out there and there are amazing coaches out there you know and uh-huh. unfortunately on the other side of the spectrum there's also not so amazing therapists out there and not so amazing coaches and that's how it always works with everything in life you know yeah but when you go into you know therapy i couldn't have got to where i was if i hadn't gone through the therapy process now at this point i only have coaches because 
I feel like for my coaches, really we set goals of like where I want to be, where I want to go forward. Yeah. Therapy, you know, takes back to to your childhood a lot of times and it helps you visit and face your feelings that you're not always able to face. It's hard to face the things that we've gone through. You know, being in this world, everybody's gone through trauma. Like being yeah. born is, is traumatic. You know yeah. what I mean? So therapy has helped me get, you know, extreme awareness. It, it gave me extreme insight and then coaching gave me like results like action plans okay great i i already have the awareness i don't have to sit in my you know problems and dwell more i just need to figure out how i'm going to move forward you know mm-hmm. and that's really and listen there's a lot of therapists that are coaches and then and then and and they can do that with their clients too there are therapists that do move forward like i think that every like therapy has its place and coaching has its place you know and mm-hmm. it's not always it's not necessarily the same, but sometimes there are aspects of it that are similar. Yeah, absolutely. So what I'm hearing is basically if you feel like you have a trauma, so it's best that you got to go to the therapist. And if you want to set your goal, if you uh, if you have if you see your future, but you don't know how to get there. So that's when the best place is probably coaching. So help the coaches yeah. will help you to get where you want to go in your life. Right. Exactly. Setting a goal. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, also like you talk about a little bit of self-doubt, right? I mean, self-doubt is really like when you become a coach, like you mentioned, every coaches have this doubt about the can, can I do this? You know, it is hard. I mean, I can, I mean, personally, I feel the same way. Like I'm also like in my journey to uh, becoming a coach, I just went through the module three. So I'm so excited yet at the same time, it's like, you know, it's nerve wracking, you know, <laughs> like I got to do this. You know what I mean? Like I have to do it. And so tell us about how you overcome. You know, it's kind of like we also call like a we are not now become an entrepreneur. Right. Tell us about like how yeah. you like overcome. Maybe how did how did your coach maybe perhaps help you to overcome this uh, self-doubt? But, well, I mean, I personally always say there's always always a journey. Because even though one area gets like, you know, healed, I'm like, okay, I got it. Then somebody else will just creep in and be like, well, does she really have it? Do you really have it? You know, look at this. Like, you know, that's how our brains always work. There's always, like, always something to overcome. And that's good because that's how we just constantly keep moving forward. Um, so I definitely worked with, I had an amazing coach that I worked with who really, I would say she helped me get to, she was actually my business coach and she gave me, the confidence and the boost that I really needed to walk into my power, to walk into my niche, to walk into my purpose. Because I went back and forth with my niche a lot mm-hmm. because I was unsure of what I was doing. I was like, I don't know, like, should I do this? Should I not? Is enough? Is there, you know, there's not, not a lot, not a lot of people know what codependency is. And like, I don't know if this is what I want to do. And so, you know, I played around with many different niches and, um, um, this is where I landed, like at the end, because I realized that maybe not everybody knows what codependency is, but that's exactly my purpose. My purpose is to make people know what codependency is. So, yeah. you know, because there's people who suffer with codependency and they think that they're crazy. They think that something's wrong with them. So my coach really helped me by, you know, she listened. I have an amazing, I had an amazing coach, and she really gave me the confidence to just trust that what I'm doing is my purpose. This is my purpose. You know, when I needed to change the niche, she would walk me through that too. She was there for me with that. 
you know, because we all it's a process. Like you have to go through certain things, and and then you know, and then I was just like, you know, so this is really what you want. After you played around with all the stuff that you didn't necessarily want, this is what you want. What are you gonna do about it? Mm-hmm. And one really thing that I was um, that I heard from somebody, and it still impacted me because I heard it like almost a year ago, and it's still like with me. And you know, because I talked about imposter syndrome, like I feel like I have imposter syndrome, and I feel like a lot of people have that. You know, that that thing that we're an imposter, who are we to do this? You know, that, that little yeah. gremlin voice in head, right? Yeah. And she said, an imposter never questions if they're an if they should be there. They never question if they're an imposter. You know, like a real imposter, somebody who's really taking it, they don't question it. They're just like, Yeah, I got this. Only people who are actually genuine and 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 you know, real, they're the ones who usually end up questioning it. And I thought that was really cool. Like you know, whatever. So my coach, though, just worked with me on building that this is my purpose. She made, she like, she let me also stumble along the way so I can figure out that this is really what. Because in order to know what you want, sometimes you have to know what you don't want. I love it. I love it. Thank you. That's beautiful. So, you know, we keep talking about the codependency. So, what is your uh, definition of the codependency? So codependency has many different very, very, um, definitions and variations. Like there's a lot of different traits. Uh-huh. So just to give you like a brief, you know, description of yeah. what codependency is. Codependency is when you are constantly not just looking outwards for validation, but you become fixated and almost obsessed with validation from others, the opinion of others. Um, you might find yourself in toxic relationships or friendships constantly. You know where you're staying. You're saying yes a lot when you really want to say no, but you have a fear that people are going to leave you if you start setting boundaries, or, or maybe you find yourself obsessing about this person's opinion and that person's opinion, and what does he think and what does he do, and and all these you know different things that go in our head. It's it's there's so many different variations, but one of them that I like to always say is that it's almost like you're addicted to people, and not in a like. Everybody needs people. Like we all need people. It's a human basic need. But when you become so obsessed and so fixated on everybody else, and you don't look inward at all, because number one, you might be afraid to look inward. You might find be scared of what you find, you know. And number two is you are always taught that any form of looking inward is selfish, and it's always about everybody else. It's always about everybody else's needs. And there is the definition of Codependents are often um, involved with addicts, but I used to think it's, oh, you could only be codependent if you were raised in a home with an addict or you were married to an addict, and it's not true. Absolutely not true. Um, Codependency is the trait. A lot of codependents do end up in relationships with addicts because that's the nature. It's all about the addict. It's all about the addict's needs. It's all about, you know, them. But then there's, you don't have to be with an addict in order to be codependent. You can be codependent with your friends. You could be codependent to the point where you stay up at night because you think somebody's mad at you and you obsess about it constantly and you can't function and you can't, you know, like basically your happiness is dependent on everybody else. Mm. And unless everybody else is good, you're not good. And there is a lot of, there is a lot of codependent people who do end up in very, very toxic relationships. Like, you know, I talked about how I found myself in quite a few relationships with, um, people who had narcissistic personality disorder. So that is also something that would happen. And when I say narcissistic personality disorder, I don't mean just narcissism, the way that people use the word today. It's really important. I'm talking about somebody who has the personality disorder of narcissism. 
So there's like two things. And then the codependent person, you know, there's two sides to codependency. You have the people who are might seem, seem very fragile, who are always asking for help from everybody. They might come across as quote unquote needy. You know, they might be very like, woe is me, poor me. And then you also have the codependent who can, which I was more of this category, who seems like they're very strong. They seem like they don't need everybody, anybody. They're always fixing it. They're the fixers. They're fixing everybody's problems. They're fixing everything around them because it's always about outwards, right? Uh-huh. I mean, I was really at my job. I was the one that everybody came to for advice. I, you got a problem? Don't worry. I got the end. I got the solution. Like, you got this. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And, and I went, I don't need anybody. Do you think I need people? I don't need anybody. I'm good. Yeah. That also could why I might be codependent because we all need people. To say that we don't need people is the mask that you created because you're so scared of getting hurt. And then, like, you're so, fo- even though you're like, I don't need people, you're still so focused on everybody else around you because you're the strong one. You're the fixer. You're the helper. Whenever you find yourself overly obsessed with fixing everybody and mm-hmm. everybody else's problems, that is a codependent trait. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. Beautifully said. <laughs> uh, I, I certainly feel like, oh, I have uh, some sort of uh, traits over there, too. <laughs> I recognize. Yeah, I think like... Uh, yeah, but if you have... Like, there's also, like a list of like, if you find yourself really resonating, like you're like, like more of what I said resonates than less of what I, you know what I mean? Like, if, if it's like the, if it's not even, like if there's like, Let's say you find yourself in 80% of what I said or 75% of what I said, then it definitely is worth it to look at the codependency and see that if, you know, if that's something that you might identify with, for sure. Absolutely. So, you know, now people are listening to this, right? I'm sure there is a, you know, people also resonate with this. I can only imagine. So this is your niche. And how do you help people? Tell us about, you know, your coaching and how do you help with people? So I mean, I'll give you just an overview of what I do. Um, yeah. What we do is do a lot of inner child healing. We focus on that, bringing awareness to the parts of you um, where the original mm-hmm. wound came from. Because the only way to really deal with pregnancy is to figure out, not you don't have to find the exact wound, but you have to have a general where the original thing started from. And then we do what's, you know, reparenting and uh, inner child healing through different tools that I use with my clients mm-hmm. um, and then what we do is we just make a plan for going forward like okay well this and this is how we're going to act and so when things come up in their lives where their instinct is to be very reactive and very you know codependent like or defensive well you know I'm there for support I offer support in between sessions also and we're like well what's a better way to do it and then we you know we use tools to get there but we also we do first have to do you know, get to the original wound and be like, okay, well, what's, what's this, when this and this happens, what's it really going on? What does it really mean for you? Mm -hmm. Because most of us are transported back in time to our childhood. You know what I mean? We're like, we're like, when this and this happens, it triggers that childhood memory of like, you know, being neglected or dismissed or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to go back for one second because so you you mentioned healing right um and then I just want to kind of like I want to differentiate uh, the healing is it to do like you can be a coach and you can heal somebody you know so like you know you, you know what I'm saying like because uh I can only imagine the therapist's job is more like also uh heal people in a way what they do right so um 
codependency, you're, uh, you, uh, you are as a coach, and you can also, what I'm hearing is you can also heal people based on their trauma or whatever that would be, their wound. Not, yeah. It so, really depends on the work that the person has done. That's why what I do first is we have, you know, a 45-minute call of an assessment because it really does depend on if the person has never has had trauma and have never been to any form of therapy before, uh-huh. I would always send them to a therapist first because it's not, it's not, you can't put tools in place, you can't put practices in place until you've done some form of healing. Mm-hmm. But what happens is with the of my clients that come to me after they've been to therapy, they're like, well, I feel like I hit a brick wall and I'm not getting anywhere. Like, I just want to move forward. Oh, so okay. We do bring up the original wound because most people do know already, like maybe they don't haven't found their original wound, but they've they've done some kind of awareness. So they know like this and this happened when they were young. So what we do is the inner child healing work that I do is actually really mostly through meditation stuff, different meditation. It's more about, I give these, I give my clients the tools mm-hmm. that they can do the inner child healing alone. I don't actually walk them through the meditation process. Like there's a special thing that I do and um, I give them and they kind of work it out on their own mm-hmm. where this is very important because when we are on our own and not in coaching or whatever, things are going to always come up. So if you're connected to your inner child, mm-hmm. then you're going to be able to to tap into that on a daily basis. So it's not like therapy because it's, I mean, it's similar. This, this modality, this part of it is a little bit similar. It is because therapeutic because healing inner child work is therapeutic. Yeah. But I, I generally don't work with somebody who has not been through some form of therapy, right? By the time they come to me, it's just they've been to therapy and they hit a brick wall. But what I do more, I mean, I do the child, inner child, we do the reparenting. Reparenting is all about tools. Mm-hmm. Everything is tools. Like a lot of assignments in between sessions and there's a lot of, like the sessions for me are like, okay, well, this is where you're holding and like we talk it out, we work through it and then I give a lot of tools. I'm, I'm a different kind of coach in a way because I also am very I give like I do it's coach educating like I educate my clients on what's really going on I educate them about codependency because I find that it's very liberating and freeing when you're able to like connect the dots to what's going on absolutely yeah I love that so it sounded like you know so the person who if if they want to hire you they probably should have gone through that uh, therapist and then maybe they have gone through a quite a bit of time and then if they're not going anywhere, that's when they seek for support and perhaps you might be a perfect fit. Yeah, I, I would say that I like 90% of my clients have been through some form of therapy before. Mm-hmm. And I have had clients who have not been, uh-huh. but that's usually because very interesting what happens there because sometimes there's a block and they don't want to go to a therapist because they have this idea and belief around therapists that are not always accurate and sometimes what happens is like like if i have a client who went through something very traumatic will they won't go to therapy because they refuse to but they don't have a problem hiring a coach so they'll hire me and we will get into deep issues and we will talk about things and then after working with me or while working with me then they're able to go to therapy because we have shifted them from this belief that they have around therapy. So it's really interesting how it happens. It's 90% of my clients have been through therapy already before. And then you have the 10% who are so resistant to therapists and the work that we do makes them less resistant. It's very interesting. That's very interesting. I like that. 
I believe you are a certified professional life coach as we we both going through the same uh, coaching school. So can you tell us uh, about the difference between like a certified professional life coach and people who are not certified, although they call themselves life coach? Right. Yeah. So it's like this. I codependency is not something I learned in school. People ask me, did you learn it in school? No, I didn't. I am very open about it. I learned it on my own. Um, I've been studying for like the last, I feel like it's four years already. Four years I've been studying codependency. I have, you know, gone to seminars and workshops and I've done different things and I've read so much and I've done so much. And, you know, I've, I've taken my own courses on codependency, but not necessarily through traditional school. Mm-hmm. But what coaching school, coaching school did not teach me about codependency. I get this asked a lot. But coaching school, what it did for me was it gave me skills that I needed to be a coach. Yeah. Somebody calls himself a life coach without any credentials or without any training. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they can't be a good coach. I'm sure there are plenty of people who can. I don't know everybody, you know, mm-hmm. but they don't have the same, not always are they going to have the same effective tools, you know, like the active listening, like, like being an active listener is not something you're born with. It's a skill that you learn most of the time. And that's something that, you know, coaching school gave me or asking the right questions. You know, that's not something I could have known if I didn't go through the coaching school process. And it makes me a much more effective. I mean, there's so many other things. I'm just giving you a couple of examples. Somebody can get up, say that they are a coach and they may or may not be effective. Personally, I will not use a coach who has not gone to some form of training because they're not going to be the most effective coach that they can be. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm with you right there. Um, I and learned... Coach, the way is always learning, always learning. So there's, you know, it doesn't have to be necessarily the coaching school that I went to. There's a lot of good programs out there, but there has to be some kind of, I mean, skill learning, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So tell us about why people should invest in themselves by hiring a coach. So that's actually, I love that question because it's like the easiest question for me to answer because Mm -hmm. I know, because I've done this. Um, When you invest in yourself, you're not only investing in your emotional and mental being, which Mm -hmm. by the way is super important, obviously, but Mm -hmm. you're not, you're, you're investing in every area of your life. If you want a successful business, it all starts with you. If you own your own business, your business is a direct reflection of you, of your mental and emotional state. When you invest in yourself, you're investing in your children because your relationship with your children is going to change drastically for the better. When you're investing in yourself, your relationship with your family is going mm-hmm. to change for the better. Your relationship with your spouse, I think you're getting the picture. Your friends, everybody. Yeah. When you invest in yourself, you're not really just investing in yourself. You're investing in your entire world around you. What's going to happen is, is that, you know, suddenly toxic relationships will either fall away or you'll have the courage to leave. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Or if say, or people will start treating you differently. Like, and then all of a sudden everything starts to open up because it's very much like law of attraction, which I'm a big believer in law of attraction. And, and I study law of attraction now also, and that's what it is. Whatever we feel, that's what we're going to attract us. So if you're always feeling miserable and down and out, you're going to attract that kind of life to you. But if you're going to invest in yourself, and you're going to work with a coach and you're going to work and, and, and work on yourself, you're going to start to feel great. And guess what? You're going to attract great things to you. And the reason why it's so important, a coach, because a coach is going to help you set goals. It's going to hold you accountable. You're going to 
really be able to also get this third party's perspective who's not your friends, who's not your partner, who's not your family. And it is so important because this coach is going to hopefully guide you and they're not going to necessarily tell you what to do, but they're going to help you get to where you really want to go. Because we have so many excuses about why we can't get to where we want to go in life, right? Oh, and yeah. the coach is like, oh, of accountability. So that's, you know, important. Yeah, absolutely. That's so true. I love it. Um, so I'm wondering if you have a, like a complimentary session, if there's anybody perhaps interested in maybe talking to you or maybe hiring you, you know, you never know. So. Absolutely. Yes. What I do is first with clients is I do a 45 minute free session where we, it's kind of like an intake and assessment, you know, where we're like, okay, I ask you questions to see where you're holding, what's going on with you, what are your, you know, main pain points in life and where you want to go. And then, you know, I discuss my program and what I do exactly and how I work because I, because codependency is so different and everybody's so different with it. I customize um, my program specifically for you. Some people need twice a week. Some people need something else. Some people need three months. Some people need six months. So we customize the program special tailored for your needs. And that's what I do in a 45 minute assessment, assuming you're going to sign up. So it's basically yeah, a free session. And what I often do with people, let's say who are not the right fit for me, I will lead them to places that are the right fit because I very much believe that not everybody is meant to work together and like whoever's meant to work with me like the universe will bring it my way mm -hmm. and if i can't help you i'm not gonna be like, sorry i can't help you bye i don't believe in that i believe in if i can't help you well maybe i can recommend somebody who can or maybe i know a different coach who is better suited for you yeah because i think that's important i think it's really important that we don't get clouded by you know trying to get clients so much that we're, we're we're harming ourselves and our clients, like, you know, by teaming up with people who are not necessarily right for each other. Absolutely, that's I love it. Okay, so now, what legacy do you want to leave this world? So that's a good question. Um, so I have, <laughs> I also like so my big. I did a speech a couple of months ago. Um, it's on YouTube. And it's called We're Not Crazy, We're Codependent. It's actually really the title of a book, You're Not Crazy, You're Codependent. But I loved it so much that I titled my speech that. And I really feel like that was my, like, that's the message. Like, that's my message. Because for me, when I was going through, you know, the thick of it, I really thought something was wrong with me. I thought I was crazy. I thought I had a personality disorder. I went to therapists. They're like, you don't have a personality disorder. Like, they, they you know, like, it was not. Like, there was nothing I couldn't be diagnosed by any typical, you know, standard, but I felt crazy. I felt like I was whacked out of my brain and really I wasn't crazy. I was just severely codependent and I didn't know how to heal it. And I didn't know how to work around it. So my message, my, my legacy, my message for people is like, you are not alone. This is not, you know, this is not just you. There's so many people in your boat and there is healing. There is a way to heal and move forward and like you don't have to be where you are you mm -hmm. know what I mean like you yeah. don't have to be stuck yeah like like life doesn't have to be hard you know um they really <laughs> no yeah and exactly that's right like so sometimes people feel like stuck and they don't know where to even ask for support you know they don't feel like oh I I, I don't know how I can get a help you know like they just don't know what to do with it. So I think I hope this is going to help people to kind of see see differently and maybe open up possibility, you know, 
I hope uh, that's my message as well. Like, I'm glad you also mentioned that. I really appreciate it. So where can we find you? So I'm on Instagram at empowering underscore coaching. It's empowering, E-M-P-O-W-E-R-I-N-G underscore coaching. I'm also on Facebook. My name is Monica Wurzberger. And um, I'm sure you could, like, I don't know if you can spell the name on by the podcast description. I, I will do that. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, of course. And I also have a Facebook group called The Face of Codependency. So if you're on Facebook, you can search for the group. Um, but yeah, I post a lot of content uh, and I talk about codependency a lot. And my Instagram account is definitely, you know, growing and it's it's really beautiful. And my Facebook group is a really safe place where everybody in the group is very much on the same boat and the same page. So, yeah. Awesome. So I would love to also check it out as well. Yeah, I will put every information mm-hmm here as well on my podcast so people will see and uh, if they want to contact you as well well again thank you so much for being here and it was so beautiful to just talk to you and again thank you have a good day you too bye-bye thank you bye